And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I guess I should say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you're listening to this or you're watching it. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you guys with me today. And today I am excited to talk about my experience in Maui and, uh, you know, some of the highlights. And I'm, I'm talking from a perspective of uh, like a spiritual pilgrimage. That really would be the theme. And the reason why I bring it up that way is I really feel like we are all individually invited on a pilgrimage of sorts at some time in our lives. And some of us can recognize that very blatantly. We know that there is a draw for a spiritual purpose, for a lesson, for something. Sometimes we land or happen upon a spiritual pilgrimage too, right? And we don't realize it is, or it maybe isn't our plan at first, but then we start to recognize what it is. And yet even for others, sometimes we don't realize the magnitude of a journey until we get back and we reflect on it. And we have these moments of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Or I can't believe A, B, C, and D happened. I could have never have fathom that that was possible and it happened and how magical. It's just amazing when we embrace and also realize the validity of spiritual pilgrimages, right? Like I really feel like from, from many of us that we are drawn at certain times in our lives to certain places for the history or the energetics of the land, the sacredness of the land for reasons, things that help us move along our path, uh, insights that might benefit us. Sometimes it even connects to past lives, uh, ancestral lineages, different things call us to different locations around the world for different reasons. And so even for many, like if you think of where you're naturally drawn to places, maybe that are still on your bucket list, or maybe Maybe it's places you've seen many times before, but you still feel a draw to keep going back. Oftentimes there's an energetic resonance to that place for a reason. And so I would encourage you guys to follow those leads, follow where your heart is pulling you, where your soul is pulling you and be curious about it when you get there, because you may learn so much more than just what's on the surface. And again, I really feel that there's many people listening and kind of nodding their head being like, like, yeah, I totally get that. It's happened to me before. And I've had experiences in different places that felt very spiritual to me. I felt drawn to Egypt and I felt drawn to Port Renfrew. I've been drawn to different places around the planet for different reasons. And so Maui was another one. And Maui came up originally a couple years ago, I think, maybe two and a half, two and a half, maybe three years ago. But I remember like around the two and a half to two year mark, uh, it started to get really, really strong. And 
when I would tune in and connect in with my guides, there was this emphasis of you need to go to the Hawaiian Islands. So I'm not done my journey with Hawaii. I know I need to journey to uh, a couple of the other islands as well. But when I really kind of narrowed down where I needed to start, it was Maui. And so I kind of sat on this. I mean, sure, we went through COVID and all of that. So that kind of, you know, there was, well, life shut down for many of us, right? So it wasn't going to be traveling then. And and uh, as things start to open up and then time aligned, I know that in January of this year, so beginning of 2022, Spirit said that I would be going to Maui. And I was like, yeah, right. When's that going to happen? And then life with kids and a family and sports and all these kinds of things and work, I mean, that gets busy. And so there was a couple of times in the year that it came up and I was like, okay, is now the time to book? Am I supposed to book now? And I never got that like final push of like, yes, now. So I just, as I've learned, I just kept surrendering it and surrendering it. And I'm like, I know there's something there and it'll call me at the right time. And, you know, I, of course, for those of you that follow me and follow my Instagram and Facebook and stuff, Um, I went with Lois, Lisa, and Elise, all from Avalon Spirit. And so I talked to them a bunch of times, like, what about now? What do you think? What do you think? And we never had that, like, yes, go. And then all of a sudden, we had the go time card. And it was, and I say that in quotes, go time card. It was like this knowing that, okay, we're going to go from this date to this date. And it all worked for all of us to book Within days, we were going, it was happening, and it just was like, and so I found that really interesting because the timing finally aligned. It aligned with the timing of the moon, which Spirit had told me months before we even considered booking. They said what uh, they said that the sun would set on the 7th and would rise in you on the 8th. And I remember I was like, well, what does that mean? And they're like, you'll know. And as it turned out, we were in Maui for the sun or for the moon, the final moon of 2022 was on the 7th and we were there and, you know, we made a ceremony of it and it rose anew on the 8th. And so that's just a small part, but I wanted to share some of my understandings from Maui and the way in which the spiritual journey kind of unfolded for me specifically, we did share on Spirit Coffee Talk on Friday um, from Maui. So definitely check that out on the Avalon Spirit YouTube page. You'll be able to see our group Maui reflections, but I wanted to share some of my journey in Maui. Now, if I go back to January, 2022, like I said, my guides had told me that I needed to go to Haleakala. And I was like, where's Haleakala? And, uh, you know, I Googled it and sure enough, it's on Maui. I'm like, okay. And so they said, you need to go up to the top of Haleakala and then you need to go into the earth. I was like, okay, where do I go into the earth? And um, we met this this person who runs a company out there. We'd met him um, not in person, but, you know, through connections and emails and stuff like that. And he let us know that... um, there were lava tubes. And I was like, okay, we need to go into these lava tubes. And then Spirit had also given me visions throughout the last two years of waterfalls, needing to go in the waterfalls. And so I'm like, okay, so we have Haleakala, the volcano, we have lava tubes and waterfalls. Got it. Now what? And then it was silence, right? And it's that whole thing where Spirit gives you insights and then they pull back to let you kind of figure out some of the logistics. So we get to Maui and we start to really kind of tune in 
And I was kind of asking spirit, like, well, which waterfall, which, which place are we going to? And what do we do on Haleakala? And what's, what's the, what's the things, right? And so I'll share with you guys a message that I got from the land and the energetics of Maui in a moment, but I want to go through kind of five different main things that I learned in those different places. So the first one, again, if you guys follow my Instagram account uh, or the Avalon Spirit Facebook group, I have posted lots of pictures from our trip there. So if that's of interest, definitely check it out. But whenever we work with the land, whenever we go to connect in with the land, we always ask permission. And that's something that not only is it respectful, but it, it allows you to immerse your energy into the energetics of that place. When you essentially ask for permission, it's kind, right? Like it's, it's nice to be nice. And uh, that's essentially what we did when we got there. So we went and stood, the morning after we got there, we went and stood right by the beach and connected into the energy of the water. And it was so funny because I asked my guides to come near and I asked the energy of the water, which to me felt very feminine, and I, you know, said kind of an intention and a prayer. And then I asked for, you know, a blessing to be there or permission to be there and work with the energies. And it was, we joke, we joke, but I felt like I had this Moana moment where suddenly the water came and just splashed me back as if saying hello on cue. It was funny. It was on cue. And so it felt like this answer and this, this kind of loving embrace and welcoming from the water. And so we knew at that point that, you know, we had permission to work with the land and that we would be supported and protected and uh, really led in our journey. But the interesting thing is from my past experiences with spirit, the being led by them is usually a lot louder. And what I found with Maui, it was a lot more, it was still very bold and blatant but it was never forced. It was always, you had to kind of ask for the guidance. The energy of Maui to me was really about walking beside you, not walking in front of you, not yelling at you to get your attention kind of thing, but to walk with you each step. So I thought that was so cool because we've talked a lot about that on the podcast of like, you step and the universe steps, you step, the universe steps. And that's really what I felt with that gentle, feminine, but powerful energy of, of Maui, of the land. And so it kind of went in these four. So that was the first kind of introduction. But the, the next four things that I want to talk about was the request, the creation, the rebirth, and the magic. And these are some of the ways that we experience these things. So the request, that was the energy of Haleakala. So we went up to the very top of the volcano. I think it was like 10,000 some feet. I can't remember. I have a picture of it online, but we went up to the top. And the thing that I kept hearing from my guides was ask for what you want. It was like, okay, well, I think I've, you know, kind of set intentions and done all that work, but it was like, ask for what you want. So we get out of the car and it's super misty, like rain mist. Like we were literally in a cloud and it was so cool. And so we walk up and we look around and I'm like, guys, like, where am I supposed to go? And when I say guys, I'm like talking to my spirit guides and I tune in and I see one arrow pointing north. And so I look up north and then they show me another arrow pointing to the left. So I turn to the left and 
we walk up into this one section and all of a sudden we land in this kind of like lava stone sort of circle, like a natural lava stone kind of circle. And it was this beautiful vortex energy. And in that vortex energy, each of us had this beautiful experience, very personal to ourselves. But it was really about like, what is it you want? The energetics will bring it forward. So what adventure are you looking for? And that's a really neat thing to think about too, when you're on a spiritual journey or a spiritual pilgrimage is to have an intention for yourself as well, while still having an open-mindedness to the experience, but have that intention. Think about what you're hoping to get from your experience, because if your experiences on this planet are co-creation, then what you think and desire is also important, not just to be led blindly, But part of that co-creation is that you're not stuck to finite details, but rather you're setting intentions or casting a rod of what you want to pull in the experiences that you desire. So it was really about this request and this request in the many ways that we can have a request, whether maybe for some it's health, maybe it's for companionship, maybe it's for a business idea, maybe whatever it is. And so for me, mine was to know myself even deeper, like to get into the deeper layers of what it is to be me, right? And to understand that. And so it felt really profound. I know for me, Haleakala, I felt like the energy and the mist and the frequency answered, like there was a big, okay, you got it. Kind of like game on, but not in a threatening way, but like, we'll hold your hand and let's go journey. So then the next that was really, really neat was the lava tubes. Now, these lava tubes, we had to drive the road to Hana, which is a long hairpin twisty road for a long, long time, like I think 31 miles. And uh, I'll talk about the road to Hana in a minute. But when we got to the lava tubes, they were more magical than I could have imagined in these lava tubes. So you walk down into these lava tubes and Anytime I've ever been in caves, usually they're really cold, like they're quite chilly. And um, I know in caves before we've turned lights off and, you know, it's kind of creepy or whatever. This was warm and it had dripping water in it, but not like you weren't soaking wet or anything, but they were warm and there was energy to it. And it felt like descending into the womb of Gaia, of Maui, of Pele, the goddess, the volcano goddess. And in Maui, Pele is a big deal. And you could feel that energy there. You could feel the presence. And so when we had a moment to turn our lights off and we stood just in the pitch black and just listened to the dripping of the water and connected into the frequency of essentially what felt like the womb, it was like this hub of creation. So the creative aspect. So if you took the energy of Haleakala, of the request, like what is it you want? And then you descend into the womb of Maui in those lava tubes, that's that point of creation. And so essentially moving through the lava tubes almost kind of felt like walking through like fallopian tubes where, you know, the egg takes a journey through these tubes to be created into a life form. It felt like energetics, in these lava tubes. It felt like this warm embrace from Mother Gaia and the energy of our guides and all of those things coming together, answering the request with 
the creation of it. So something, you know, beginning to grow, something to begin to blossom into reality, this creation energy, which was just magnificent. It was, it was like feeling held. And we kind of, we were trying to find a way to explain it. Now, if any of you have ever been in those float tanks, you know, those float tanks where you float, you kind of like go into this small tank and you float in about what, maybe four to six inches of water, but the water is room temperature. They try to keep it like body temperature and you float in there because there's so much salt in the water that you just float and you kind of lose track with where your body ends. And it's to give you this sensory experience of, you know, unlimitedness. Uh, It's really quite fascinating, but it felt kind of like that standing in the lava tube because it was comfortably warm and it wasn't overly dry. And it was just, there wasn't an audible hum, but it almost felt like there was of this motherly, like humming presence. It was beautiful. And we actually, we could feel what we termed the ether, this like fifth element, because the elements were really strong throughout our journey, uh, the air element, fire, water, earth. But we felt this fifth element that would come alive. And I had to say, actually, we felt that on Haleakala as well, this like ether element. And so we felt that again on the lava tubes and we could feel it whirling around our feet and coming up. And we actually got a picture again, it's on my Instagram of that. And you can see there's this vortex of energy around us that warped all our images into this kind of circular uh, sphere. It's really, really cool to see a physical manifestation of what we were experiencing and talking about. So the lava tubes and this creation energy seem to answer the request for me. And so I, I could feel it. I couldn't quite define what it was, but I could feel it. So then the next, the next thing that we experienced, which was significant, was what I consider the rebirth. And to me, that was the waterfalls. Now, like I said, I have been seeing waterfalls and visions, the rebirth energy of waterfalls, um, even how the three guides of the light really considered the whole experience of COVID to be like going over the waterfall and then, you know, tumbling in the waters below to come out renewed. And that is something I talked a lot about on the podcast in early 2020, actually throughout 2020. So if you're not sure, check back on the titles um, on the pod and you'll see that. Going through the waterfall, we landed, it was really neat because we didn't, I was like, spirit, which waterfall? And there was really no answer. And Lisa's like, I feel really drawn to these three, these waterfalls that are a set of three. They're called the three bears, Waikani Falls. And we're like, okay. And um, so we get there and it just, it felt like they represented to me anyways, like mind, body, spirit of the main three falls. And then there was a smaller fall on just to the right of it, like in the same, it all led to the same pool, but it was this more gentle fall, which was this fourth one. So again, here was this extra piece, this extra element, this extra part that really seemed to bring in stability, but rebirth. And so being in those waterfalls and kind of answering the call of the vision yet again, because we answered Haleakala at the top of the volcano, we answered the lava tubes, now we're answering the waterfall, really felt like this soul renewal this soul rebirth into more, into the new phase, the new phase of like I'd asked for knowing myself more and the creation of it and then the rebirth of it was 
absolutely fantastic. And it was there that I really started to learn that spirit was really wanting to walk beside us and the energetics of the land and the spirits of the land wanted to walk with us in our journey, but not force us into any aspect of the journey on Maui. So we really got to understand that it was about asking. And so another example of that asking was the road to Hannah itself. And to me, this is the one that I really see as the magic, right? So we had the request, the creation, the rebirth, and the magic. Now, anyone that knows me <laughs> knows that I can get carsick pretty easily. I cannot read stuff. I can't look at maps in a car. And then especially since having my concussion, I'm feeling way better. I feel pretty much normal now, but I can get carsick um, really nauseous in a car pretty easily. So I was really worried about the road to Hannah because that's three hours there, three hours back of hairpin turns. That's, that's little, that was scary. So I was, I was quite nervous and we made this one stop just before we started the main road. And I had said to the girls, I said, okay, you know what, you guys, I'm just gonna go out of my body. So I'm just gonna be quiet, eyes closed, don't worry about me. Keep talking, keep, you know, whatever. I'm just going to disappear and then I'll come back in when we get there. They're like, yeah, sure. No problem. No problem. So they're out getting some treats and I'm sitting in the car and spirit's like, you're not leaving your body. And I was like, what? I'm going to puke everywhere. You guys like help me out. I'm trying to follow these leads, but like, you got to help me out. And they're like, you need to be willing to experience this. We got you. And I was like, okay, totally nervous about it. And I know Elise, she doesn't feel too good in cars either. And wouldn't you believe it, but the whole way on the road to Hannah, the whole way back, I felt fine. I felt fine. And I mean, we, it felt like we had this beautiful hub of energy that surrounded us in all of the ways. I mean, it was just, stunning. It was magic. And the lesson from that one was that spirit is really willing to meet you where you're at when you need. And there can be magic, even in situations when you think there's absolutely no way, like I would have bet a lot of money <laughs> that I would not have made the road to Hannah without some car sickness event. And uh, I was stunned that we could get through the road to Hannah. Absolutely fine absolutely fine. It was unbelievable. And so Spear was like, you needed to experience the magic that is available when you truly surrender your will to working with spirit. We heard your request. You made your part known for what you wished to experience, what you needed to do. And we are answering you and we answered you. And that was your experience of it. For six hours of hairpin turns, you were fine. We held you in a safe container of energy. And I really felt that. I really, really felt that. And so it was, I mean, these are just highlights of the trip. But when, I, when we came back after that, and I sat down with my guides, and we had this beautiful beach day. And uh, for those that listen to the weekday daily card readings, it was the one that I did on the beach. Um well, actually I did two of them. Anyways, it was one of those days. And when I integrated the lessons of what I learned, I actually brought through this really neat channel from Maui. And so I kind of want to read this to you. So the energy and the spirit there and my guides, it's like they all kind of came together like this council meeting. And it's like we sat in this circle and 
connected and they said, there are many we, many ways we can share and teach you, but we will not do it by force. Your guides brought you here with insights. And once here, we welcome you and we wish to enhance your journey. Maui has so much to offer from adventure, discovery, healing, and love. It is for you to choose which one your heart wants and we will provide for you. We love you. We love all those who come here to expand any aspect of self. We are caretakers of the sacred heart of Gaia, the Divine Mother, the Creator Goddess. Our heart beats in sync with your heart. Coming to embrace the energetics of Maui is like coming home to yourself. The ancients wish you a happy, humble heart of grace. We see you, we accept you as ours, and hold you forever sacred. And you know, I have to say, after all that came out, I was just like, I get it. I get it. And it's so true. And it makes sense. And it just felt like if you wanted a magical journey, if you wanted a spiritual pilgrimage that is gentle on the soul and willing to meet you at your pace, and you're willing to step into the role of co-creator on that journey, Maui is a beautiful place to go for that. Beautiful. And uh, I really liked the difference in energy because if I compare it to Egypt, and there's nothing wrong with Egypt, like I will do a podcast on Egypt because that was a stunning journey for me too, but the energy and the awakenings in Egypt were more in your face and almost shocking or... Uh, maybe a little bit by force. And I don't think force is the right word, but I'm using that because of what was said here. It would be more masculine, direct, um, specific. And yeah, a little more shocking in the vortexes and energetics there. Whereas the energy here was so different. And, and I'll leave you with this last little story. There was one spot near McKenna Beach that we went to and there was a known vortex out on this kind of rocky cliff area just to the side of it. So, you know, we go walking up there, um, looking to see what we would feel. And we're walking. I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel anything. And da da da. we keep walking. And suddenly we turn a corner and wow, all of a sudden, massive energy. I couldn't believe it, but it was massive energy again of like joy and comfort and being held, but it was definitely a vortex. And in my mind, I was said to my guides, I'm like, is this you plus the land holding it, holding us? Is that what this is? And out of nowhere, this ladybug flies and lands on my hand. And ladybugs to me have always been a symbolism of spirit communicating like they're a huge symbolism for me. This ladybug out of nowhere flies directly on to my hand. And it just was, again, there was so many situations on the journey of direct physical responses to spiritual things, spiritual requests, creation points. It was very, you could immerse yourself completely in the experience there in Maui. But again, it was always gentle. It wasn't like to shock you or be in your face. And, you know, perhaps that was the journey that I was looking for. Perhaps that was the journey that I really needed. I mean, no place that you go to is perfect utopia by any means, but when we look through the lens, 
that we desire, we can find it. And when we connect in with the land and we ask for permission from the land, we can have amazing experiences. It almost feels like when we connect into the energy of the land and our own spiritual energy and we, you know, ask for that permission, it's almost like Gaia opens up, Mother Earth opens up from the 3D version that she is into the 5D version that she is. And that's when we get to interact in that fifth dimensional way where we are connected to all things. We're not in an energetic state of thinking we are separate. We're in an energetic state of knowing we are connected. And so, I mean, we had experiences where we touched certain plants and felt held by this beautiful divine grandmother energy and the wind was speaking to us and spirit said the wind would and sure enough, the next day the wind came and it was immense wind that was speaking to us, just like the water spoke to us and the land spoke to us. And, you know, through the volcano and the lava tubes, there was no fire in that moment, but the energy of Pele was there. It was just absolutely fantastic. So I highly recommend Maui as a spiritual journey. And I do want to have, um, his name is Zach. I do want to have Zach on the podcast. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll get him on. And he's he currently lives in Hawaii. And he has written a couple of books on the vortex sites on the main island, on the big island of Hawaii and Maui. And so I definitely want to have him on to ask him more of what he's learned from those sites and compare them with my journey. Because again, I do want to say that for those, like they said, like Spirit said, looking for um, rebirth, requests, creation, healing, celebrating a new phase of life. Like Maui has so much to offer in meeting you where you're at to then move forward on your next phase. So all of that to be said is follow your heart where your soul is calling you to. Follow where you feel a pilgrimage is waiting for you. And a pilgrimage can be in your neighborhood. It can be drawn to a certain forest. It can be drawn to an area in your state, in your province, in your country. It can it can be so many different things. It's to open your heart to where you're drawn to in different locations in the land and then get curious about it. Ask for permission, then watch it come alive. It's really, really, really neat. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to that. I hope I hope it added some uh, joy to your day and maybe it, it will encourage you guys to you know, move out onto your journey. And, uh, and maybe you'll check out Maui too, cause it's just stunning. So stunning. Anyways, I'll leave that with you guys for today. Thank you so much as always for joining and listening. Uh, definitely do check out avalonspirit.com for more offerings and, uh, yeah, I will leave that with you guys for now. So have a beautiful rest of your week.